Okay, so today on our first impromptu episode of the Gorilla Squadcast, we are not only featuring myself, of course, but also the boy and the man, Don Lemon himself, Elijah Illustrates Podcast. That's his full name. Look it up. <laughs> and also, of course, we have original uh, Zesty Sauce from Chipotle. Uh, thank you for being here. And uh, also known as Brandon Shemansky, also known as... Uh, descendant of a very particular uh, person from World War II. So, <laughs> gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for being here today. We are here to discuss Batman, the new Batman movie. And for I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the thing people do when they land in a plane, just clap. Just before we get into this, we're, we're doing this live. We're, uh, we're doing video as well. Yeah. It's, it's a gorgeous time in human history. Thank you for having me, Pat Boy. I appreciate it. It's course, amazing how you... You're no longer a human. You just turned into a piece of cloth with lettering and a symbol on it. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. Pretty impressive. You know, uh, Brandon uh, Savisky uh, from Russia. Um, you know, what? Do, you know, tell me about why Putin is doing what he's doing. Okay. Um, listen, you know, Putin. Me All right, Putin so I don't know why going. you're like answering. I didn't fucking ask. You know, you're just interjecting. <laughs> I just, in the middle of the I just like that, a shirt's answer. You're just like, well, you see, the whole dichotomy <laughs> of Russia is really complex, and I just. You know, a shake and bake in the morning, really. Putin yeah. forgot to get his energy booster butter. Mm. Yeah. Energy <laughs> booster butter. Yes. <laughs> All right, so this is, yeah, again, just to reiterate and recap, we're going over Batman today. This is the uh, very first episode of the Gorilla Squadcast that is live action, as well as, of course, on digital fronts. Right. Uh, so, I wanted to open up, gentlemen by saying thank you for being here. Brandon, this is your first time being on the Gorilla Squadcast. Welcome. You are a zany Woo! individual. Uh, a Nordic Welcome, Brandon. Cunt, if you will. Right? Or Scandinavian uh, prick, as Elijah Illustrates Podcast uh, would mention. Uh, that's my favorite <laughs> insult of all time. That's a rabbit hole, but that's the best thing. I know by, like, like uh, a one Nordic god, but uh, there one was by I can't hear you, young man. So do I. <laughs> just see your beard. He's just, just like... Labidi, labidi. Brandon. What do you mean you can't hear me? It's a little hard to hear you, my man. Do you want to just talk closer to your microphone? Implodes with the fucking... Alright, alright. So... I know how to get him back. It works! Wait, wait, wait. I can get us Hi, attention. Hi, welcome. Wait. See it work. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, get that. Get we know that. how to Go get chase you. It. Chase, the, chase the laser. I yeah. could see the fucking yeah. red light reflect yeah. off of his face. Chase how are you doing laser. that? Do the laser. Do the laser. The last man that did the laser with me. Anyways, Batman. Mm, yeah, so Batman, gentlemen. What um, about it? So, I know that we all happened to have had the same plan and mindset to see it separately, and then we all talked yesterday. We were like... Yo, wait, did you see Batman? Did you see Batman? And I'm like, well, I'm going to yeah. see it right now! And like, <laughs> so everybody's like, it's Batman time. And so, I yo. who saw it first. I don't know who did. Who did? Who saw it first? Brandon. Between you two. Brandon? Brandon. Because I, okay. I saw it before you did on the same day. And then Brandon at that point had already seen it, so he must have been first. Uh, yeah, I definitely was first then. Yeah. I saw it on opening day. No. No. Brandon's just getting shot down like a fucking nuke oh, today. Like, 
<laughs> we're trying to prevent what nuclear war, so that's yeah. that's how that happens. I'm sorry, Brandon. You know, I didn't mean to abuse you on my podcast this time. Um, It'd be that way sometimes. You know, I'm new, so that's fair. Okay. That's true. Listen, that's true. Brandon, your eyes. Thank you. Yeah, All look right. at those beautiful so. blue eyes right there. They look like the ocean that the Viking traversed to go yeah. fight the Native Americans. They did. It ruined and their they lives. On, yep, uh, yep. They also took on the Russians and the, you know, the Poland people as well. They, they definitely fought them too. We don't really talk about 1942 to, you know, <laughs> 45 or whatever. Sorry, 39 to 45. We don't talk about that. Yeah, you, you don't talk about numbers, James Hudson. Yeah, you so you anyway. talk about numbers. You should be using that and not swinging it around. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's falling off. I gotta fix that. Yeah, mine doesn't too. I, have so one I, gotta, of those? I do the twisty. Mm. So, um, so gentlemen, I uh, saw it last night as well, in addition to you guys, and uh, man, it was, it was, that was the best Batman movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And Hands you down. thought James Patterson was going to be a really bad one, but here James, we are. James Franco, yeah. Yep. <laughs> James Hudson was Dude, I was so confused, like, who's James Patterson? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, he was great. Like, and... is that the name of the Riddler? What? <laughs> And I actually brought uh, uh, my date to see it, and she's not very uh, into, like, superhero What's stuff. Your, who's your, who's your uh, date? I'm yeah, not yeah, going to date, ever discuss guy. that publicly, but go. thank you. Ooh, um, ooh. So, so I, brought I think my, she's got a temple. Ooh, real take. Ooh. Did you even watch the movie, or were I, you too busy? Yes, uh, you know, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, you look like he was an upside-down ice cream, Showing. strawberry ice cream cone. Okay. I am. That's me. <laughs> That's me. You're, so... <laughs> James, let what me you ask think, you something. What do you um, think the girl um, that was joining me at the movies was focusing on? The movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you walked into that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's nice. Guess who, guess who I saw it with? A guy I didn't know who sat a couple of rows down from me who kept fucking snoring. For some reason, this guy was breathing abnormally the whole film, and I just kept looking over at him. You. Listen, I told you to let the man masturbate in peace, but you're just like, no, let me rave about him. Yeah, no, this guy's two seats down from me, and you're mm-hmm. saying he's masturbating? And I'm the bad guy? It's the Batman movie, let him masturbate, damn. Well, you know, that's cool, just masturbate at least three seats down from me. Well, you know, maybe he wanted you to watch, you know? Maybe he likes mm. the, maybe he likes, he's a lawyer, you know? He likes well, the, no, uh, I'll tell you what he likes, okay? At the very end of the film, okay? At the very end. Do you know what he said? No, better than than Lazy Boy Discounts. Shout out. Um, (laughs) This man, the second the credits rolled in, the second the movie ended, you know what he said? He said, Bob's home furnishing. That's what he said. Close. He said, (laughs) Batman. (laughs) He said, (laughs) Batman. I looked at him. To be fair, to be fair, it it is Robert Pattinson. I can see why he was, I can see why he was beating off in the theater, right? So... You know, and I hope that guy's okay, because certainly <laughs> breathing abnormally. I, I just, because, you know, sometimes people make noise during the film, and they're not understanding how loud they're coming across. But I was genuinely concerned at point, or if he's just trying to be funny, or what, he was by himself. And then I'm like, maybe he's special needs, because there was just so much going on with this guy. But that doesn't take anything away from the film. Uh, in fact, it adds to it, because Robert Patterson. So, do we, is it communication? Or are we just not like? Are, are we having relationship issues now? Like, I mean, maybe I need to express myself better so that you don't feel isolated. <clears throat> you know, it's been a hard journey. No pun intended. Yeah. I mean, maybe it also uh, could be. You know, maybe if you weren't so ugly. 
Says says the man yeah. that is a strawberry ice cream cone. Okay, at McDonald's. I was gonna say, ice cream machine broke. Okay. Women, women love <laughs> Which one is he addressing? Are we both ugly? What? Yeah. Brandon's very like judgmental. What do you mean? Yeah. Because he, you know, he lives in that space. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a contest for him. <laughs> hey, strawberry ice cream. You know, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'll run with it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's something about Brandon I, I admire. Uh, hey, you are with ice cream is. So, ice so I just want to point out, gentlemen. You know, I wasn't sure going into this how much I would appreciate it because I know everyone's saying that this is on cue or on par rather with the Dark Knight trilogy, and I'm like thinking, okay, this movie's got to be phenomenal. Sitting through the theater, that first opening sequence. And I'm sure this is what we're we're gonna go into spoilers. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Are yeah. we we're doing a war? perfect? Okay. Spoiler, so spoiler warning. warning. Yeah. Spoiler warning right now. If you're listening, it. you're watching, <clears throat> and you have not seen the movie, and you are planning to get the yeah, fuck out of here. Get out! Just, just leave. Leave. Get out the window. Come on. Come on. Right, Before the, the penguin window. shoots you. Before yeah, Falco gonna, gets gonna, you. Yeah, 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 ah! He's gonna fucking blast you, man. It's fucking crazy. It's chaos. That's right. It's That's right. Ridiculous. Hey, hey. Shout out. Uh, shout out. Uh, Bruce Wayne's dad. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, you know, they, they, I really like what they did with that. I don't. I'm not really like a comic book like nerd like that. I don't know all the details oh, about my. shit. I'm not. I don't know all the oh, wow. details about shit, but I read, I watched a video and I found that apparently um, this movie had taken a lot of inspiration from like alternate Batman timelines and stories, and True. I implemented that, which was pretty cool. So uh, that's all I knew about it. I watched a spoiler-free review by uh, Angry Video Game Nerd um, before I went to go see it, and uh, he loved it, of oh, course. Oh, but and, I didn't, uh, he was still doing videos. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yep. Right. Yep. So. Yeah, man, I, uh, alright, so now that, you know, Eli, so I'm sorry, go right ahead, so you were jumping right into something, so what was it you were, uh... Oh, no, no, that's cool, I, I was just gonna say, like, no, I think where I was... I think your point was made. Well, actually, I had a different point. I have two pencils, two different oh. points. Yeah, go um, for it. So basically, I was just sort of, um, you know, I'm watching it, and then you have this nice kind of dark, kind of eerie narration going into it, very Watchmen vibe, and... I was I was I was okay. I was on board with it, and then I really liked how that opening sequence took place, where you see that gang of people, and they had the corpse face paint on. Although I do think it's an homage to the Joker, just a subtle Easter Joker, egg. Man. Yeah. Right. And I honestly I like the way they acted because I felt like it seemed authentic. Like I'll be honest, if I was in the if I was in the subway and I saw those guys there, I would feel uncomfortable. I'd be like, oh, okay, bunch of dudes acting really rowdy, just, you know, mental note. Um, I'd be too busy masturbating. That too. But see, get I'd home at least first, right? Get home at no, least as first. As you do on the subway. As you do in the movie theater. As you do. <laughs> yeah, that too. Just, yeah. you know, you, you and the guy who sat next to me would have a lot in common. Um, <laughs> I, in yeah, fact, in in fact how in do I know? I didn't get a good look at him, but how do I know he's not you? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Brandon, does he know it's not you? You know? say you live in South Connecticut, but I believe you live in North Connecticut. So anyways... You know, um, that would explain a lot of things that I've experienced myself, so go right ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, listen, I, I just want to say that that opening sequence where you're hearing like the the the, uh, the subtle, not even so subtle really, just the heavy footsteps, just bum, bum, Oh bum, yeah, yeah, I like that. And then That's the way good. he walks, I noticed that his very body language is so different than any other Batman, because he's just, he has such a 
demanding kind of footstep pattern to him. Whereas I feel like the regular Batmans are kind of just cool, doing their thing. He just almost came across... I don't want to say villainous, but he definitely had the demeanor. Authoritative. What's that? I, th I think authoritative, right? That's, that's yeah. the best way to look at it for me, at least. That's why. That's what well, I he got did from play. It. He did play a vampire at one point, so I mean, that has nothing <laughs> to do with. Oh God, no, no. See, that's not a vampire. That's made up. None of that happened. That was all in our minds. None Twilight never existed. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Okay. okay. Anyways, we um, we're gathered here we today to not talk about Twilight. Not to be, um, not to be um, off topic, but like, what if he ends up playing Morbius? How would you oh, no, it? they already chose Jared Leto. I, I'm just saying, like, what happens if something changes? And he, like, oh. It sounds like you want that to happen, Brandon. I just want Eli <laughs> to see Robert Pattinson in his full vampire glory. You know what I mean? Morbius is cool. So I think that would be a proper demonstration of a vampire, as opposed to a girl trying to choose between Morbius banging sparkly. a werewolf or a vampire. And then they made Morbius sparkly. <laughs> so moving along, um, I really enjoyed how Batman beat up the the guys in the subway. And I, my god, he was aggressive. I mean, that first opening scene, he's like, I need to prove a point! And then, like, um, I, I don't think he... I'm not gonna lie. I think he beat that first guy harder than he beat anybody up the entire movie. Yeah, I, really I don't know. There was one time where he beat the living shit out of a random goon. I like up on the... Uh, the rafters. Oh, you're and right. He, you're right. When, Fuck. When he went, uh, I don't even know what that was. I guess you call it the bat serum. I don't know much about that, but I know he like went roid rage for like a split second and he just started yep. beating yeah. shit. <laughs> I was like, goddamn. That's gotta be like yeah. some kind of adrenaline rush too. Cause he had just taken a shotgun to the, the chest and, um. Didn't he shoot with adrenaline? Wasn't that like just straight adrenaline? That he shot up. I don't know. Oh, you're right. Know. Yeah. So he was it. already on life and death mode, and then he like shot himself up with that. Must have been adrenaline, or I guess if it's a comic related thing, the bats here. Because that's what that's what my I actually you know now that we're talking about dates. I mean, that's what my date told me was that it was a, it looked like adrenaline. So we'll see. Your date told you. Wait, no, no, no. I'm getting this in the wrong context, right? Now. You know what? Okay, moving forward, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ, Lord help me. <laughs> Okay, Buddha, bless me, please. Save me from this fucking chaos. Okay, so let gentlemen. Let me continue selling my chaos. No, 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 right. no, not here. Okay, you know, Brandon, to the tide with you, okay? Well, to the wind with you. Fair point. I... Okay, but that will be my inevitability, and that's okay. <laughs> so, so let's meet on an island, and I'll be that island. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so Mr. Flower Petals, calm down. What's that? All right, so moving forward, gentlemen. So uh, I don't even okay. know what that means, but yeah, that's what got does me. That mean? Okay, so <laughs> flower petal. <laughs> so all right, so let's, let's go with just like floating, floating so, in the breeze. Little flower petal. So I want to cover. Down. I want to say um, that that was definitely, uh, you know, definitely. I feel that was very much Joker with the face paint, and I was thinking about. Like the, I'm telling you, that's what I know. I, it's, I think it's a loose connection because the new you can tell the the new Batman takes place in like the modern era and like the Joker's probably like the 60s and something like I don't know. There's the, the, I mean, there's been well, rumors. There's, there's, there's been rumors that uh, 
Yeah, but it's not not that Joker. It's, it's not Joker. the original original Joker. Yeah. No, but... no, I'm saying the Joker from the most recent Joker. Movie, oh, right? oh, oh, oh! So, you were trying to yeah. make because they're both very, very dark, and I feel like they're both kind of somewhat close to each other's releases. And I'm thinking, this is all theory stuff, but I'm like, you know, what if they were connected in some way? And I was thinking, I like, could see it? Maybe the Joker, like, maybe that movie happened, like. You know, I was thinking earlier. like maybe there's like an inspired next generation of like Joker, that's, and that's why that's people are still wearing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so, there's like you know now you have this modern Joker because we Joker didn't see became, any. Yeah. yeah, Joker became like an idea. And that's exactly what I was thinking was like at yeah. the end of that movie, it was an idea. Like the man himself could have died, but you'd have inspired mm -hmm. followers, just like if you saw with a fucking Riddler and his followers, right? Yep. True, so true. I'm like, there that's a possibility, right? That is solid. That is a solid idea. And I did hear reports of the Joker movie kind of going off of that idea that he would be the original concept that would inspire what would be the Joker. And the there is a lot of clues that that could be true, but there was one inconsistency between the two movies connecting. If you look uh, at Bruce uh, Wayne's father, the actor who played him in the Joker, and then if you look at the actor that played Bruce Wayne's father in the new movie, two different people. That's, what I'm, that's, what I'm that's the only thing, and I don't want to shoot it down because that's a great idea. Although, if I'm being honest, I appreciated Joaquin, Fe uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker so much. I would have appreciated him becoming a villain because he had such a beautiful backstory, right? And that would have been great to see him become this nihilistic crime boss in the next movie. But yeah. um, I, I think what they're going with is that inspiration idea like you're talking about. He'd be too uh, old by the time back. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think you know. You know I mean, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> Just, you're not wrong. You <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that's fair. So, in conclusion, I'm uh, assuming that the Joker. Uh, is loosely maybe connected, just maybe an ideology. It could be a completely separate universe, just judging by the Bruce Wayne actor. Of course, that's a good uh, point that I didn't think about that Eli pointed out there. Uh, maybe they'll be. There'll be a Joker two, but set in the Rock Patterson universe, though. Yeah, that could be. I think it's exactly. gonna be separate, right? Yeah, separate, but maybe together. Separate. Who knows, right? Maybe like a, a a Joker arc that's like you know canon to the Rock Patterson. Yeah, I think it's interesting to think that it could be loosely connected. Of course, um, but moving forward from that. Uh, I'm interested in what I'm interested in what you gentlemen felt about the just the overall message of the movie. Like, did you get a, the theme? Did you get a message from the movie? Because I did certainly. Like, what was the what was something you took away from the movie? Because good cinema, which by the way, to me, and I'm not saying I'm a professional, but to me, this is good cinema. Like, it's not just a You're Batman like movie. Bar. It's like actual good cinema. You know. Yeah. So uh, tell me what theme you got from it. Like, what was the theme to you? The mm -hmm. lesson, the takeaway. Uh, mm. Puzzles are good. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I do think the theme was very much kind of... Um, I mean, a big thing about this was how uh, Thomas Wayne wanted to uh, donate a billion dollars towards a charitable cause and how the the city officials and criminals all got their hands involved in it and there was a lot of corruption. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a side of transparency with... That not everything is black and white. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I was gonna say like I feel like this this also breaks down to how I think greed is a big deal and also just kind of being transparent like having the government officials be transparent with spending and what they're doing with the money and um, yeah I guess I guess greed I mean I guess I guess the idea of not allowing money to kind of dictate you was kind of a big theme and it, it's it's interesting because then you see how Bruce Wayne didn't really do anything with like charitable wise after his father passed away so that was an interesting kind of connection there um, I didn't think he was going to do anything really greedy I mean he didn't seem like the greedy type you know who Bruce Wayne yeah, yeah. Not saying he's greedy. I mean, I know he's kind of reclused in, uh, reclusive and doesn't really want to interact with the outside world, aside from dealing with like thugs on the street and criminals. But um, I just meant like the town officials being like corrupted, and I think just taking shots at government in general and how people can be so easily corrupted. What do you and... think about Bruce Wayne? And what do you think about uh, Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne? That whole Who? thing dynamic. Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle? Is that... Okay, so so she... Um, I thought she did great. I thought she did great. I never really was crazy in Catwoman before, um, but I thought she did a great job as Catwoman. I know. What do you think of the dynamic between the two of them, though? What do you think that has to offer to the movie theme? You know, I just want to interject that I think that um, that was... Like, the, the parallel between them, of course, was very obvious, but also, like... The, you could see the, the like the visualization from the cinematography at the end of the movie was fucking brilliant that way when they when they both were on the motorcycles and they were going parallel to each other, mm -hmm. and then at the end they both went their separate ways, right? Yeah. See, see. And that was brilliant that to me. me. That was brilliant. And yeah, <clears throat> you know, on top of all that, um, my so you guys j pretty much discussed the themes you saw. So for me, the theme actually is something completely different. The theme is something that actually hits me in a personal level, um, which I won't discuss in too, too much detail on, on broadcast here, but what I will say is trauma bonding and what that is. Now, trauma bonding is essentially, <clears throat> this is a real life phenomenon where it's people that have been through very hard experiences uh, share that in common and then they, they see that in other people and they're gravitated towards people like that. And like to stay close to them, even if it's harmful for them at sometimes at times, you know what I mean? Just such like, you know, abusive relationships, uh, unfortunate, you know, like even uh, toxic friendships that happen, you know, and that's that's a lot of what happens in life sometimes. And like you could see that a lot with between actually uh, Batman and Catwoman for sure. Right. Definitely. They both had they both mentioned the stray line. Right. They're both strays. Right. Mm -hmm. And then. <clears throat> Keep in mind, also, uh, the Riddler was also doing Part that, of that with Batman. Too. Yeah, same with Joker, too. Like, Joker, this has been a long-known thing about Joker, too. It's like, Joker does that same thing with Batman. And that's trauma, why they're like... Trauma, 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 Yeah, exactly. And so it's pretty interesting, like, it's teaching you about that just because you have something in common with somebody, you know, especially trauma, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be the best route to go I think that's what I, I took that from it and I found that to be very 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 smart I like that yep let it be known that just because well said. Well said. your banana looks the same as the other person's banana doesn't mean you're in the same bundle 
That's actually really good words, Brandon. <laughs> you know, That's good the, words. I will say, too, the way the Riddler broke down the difference between Bruce Wayne being an orphan and the Riddler being an orphan was so profound. Like, being an orphan is not growing up in a mansion. It's 20 kids to a room. And like, the way he was going in depth about that hit me. Uh, obviously, I didn't grow up an orphan, but it made me consider myself in that position and how that must feel like to be in his shoes and to grow up that way and to feel so unwanted and unloved and having to kind of petition myself to be adopted by two adults and how awful and difficult that must be to put myself out there like that. I mean, um, if Bruce Wayne grew up in different circumstances, he could have ended up just like the Riddler. Exactly, it would have just been a Batman yeah. that is just like the Riddler, exactly. Um, and yeah, that's that's a very good point, and uh, it made me think about how, um, you know, like just Batman being this icon of like he said in the beginning, right? He's vengeance, right? Mm. And vengeance in 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 life is this thing that only destroys. It's a destructive term. You know what I mean? Even if it's for the sake of like because somebody did something to you, and you are doing it back to them. What is it? The term is an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, right? Agreed. And to me, that was like that was also another big like theme in the movies. It, I just have to give like major props to the filmmakers um, and the writers, like the whole team, everybody, because it was such a like phenomenal like deep story. I haven't seen like like people that don't even watch superhero stuff. That's just good cinema. Like it's not even just a Batman movie. Just like Joker. People didn't even fucking care about, like, the Joker character. People watched it because it was a good movie. And yep. I think that's something to be said and appreciated because DC's I been think, Honestly, now, I think this might be a, a turning point for movies. You know, where they, they, they kind of were a little shitty beforehand, but now they're, they're starting to gain more quality, I think, in a way. They're gaining like their quality back. With, like, what kind of, like, superhero movies? In particular, movies in general, to uh, be honest. Yeah, I mean, lately cinema's been taking a hit because it's been mostly, you know, we all know everybody has said this a million times reboots, remakes, fucking uh, yeah. sequels, right? And, you know, a lot of people are scared to do original uh, takes or ideas. I think this really all started, though, if you really, like, look back, specifically in the uh, superhero genre, I like to think that Logan was the first to, like, be bold like that. Because Logan was, like, this super dark finale to Wolverine. Like, you would think that a hero like Wolverine, sure, he's already kind of a dark hero, but, like, in the X-Men, you know, it was a lot more fun. But, like, when it when Logan was released, it was, like, suddenly, like, what the hell's going on? Like, everything's really fucked up now. Like, the world's, like, at this, like, anti-mutant state and all this stuff. And uh, I think, I just like to think that, you know, Logan is definitely probably a cornerstone and like approaching darker uh themes and more realistic themes in superhero movies for sure you know it's interesting i saw logan in the theaters and there was a good amount of people in the crowd and you know it deals with professor x dealing with clear signs of mental deterioration and just kind of highlighting how bold this movie is and dealing with real life circumstances people in the crowd didn't know how to deal with that 
So actually, a lot of people were laughing when Professor X was having his mental breakdown moment. Or I don't want to say mental breakdown moments. When he's showing his signs of mental deterioration, people were laughing. And it was such an uncomfortable moment because you're watching this going, this isn't meant to be funny, but people were laughing. And it was such an odd moment because that happened throughout the film. Anytime Professor X was having those moments, people found it funny. And I, I think... Um, uh, on one hand, I'm a big proponent of humor, obviously, and I certainly think that humor is a way we can kind of course through life and get through things, because certainly there's a lot of trauma we develop over the course of our lives. But at the same time, like you're saying, in dealing with real-life circumstances, it's not very funny, and I know humor needs to be, it needs to be designed a certain way for it to be funny, right? It needs to be crafted and delivered a certain way. It's not very yeah, funny to see... Were there What's any, that? Were there any, like... There, I'm trying to remember the scenes from Logan. Were there any, like, audio cues that depicted any kind of humorous response? Or I, I just, like, one scene in particular, he's circling around in his chair, and he's, like, repeating himself. And uh -huh. maybe it's just because I've seen firsthand the signs of dementia and Alzheimer's. Mm. Um, so it's it's something real to me, and it's something that terrifies me. And yes. I know it's something that you could develop. There's a bunch of ways you could develop those types of diseases. But one of them is actually dependent on proper sleep schedule. Throughout my life, I've always struggled with that. So maybe it, it hits different for me because it's a real life fear of mine to strengthen my cognitive health, but also, also to um, not develop those diseases down the road. Um, mm. You know, not, not trying to get too personal in my situation there, but just saying in the sense of... Um, it's interesting seeing how people deal with certain scenes, you know. Um, hell, I remember when um, I remember when I watched Infinity War, and some people like clapped when Thanos like stabbed Iron Man, and it was such a I was so pissed off. I was like, "How are you cheering that Thanos stabbed Iron Man?" Now I know that I know Thanos is the big bad and he's cool, but but not Iron Man, not Iron Man. That is not a cool moment to stab Robert Downey Jr. Oh, you must have but, really liked what came next, then. <laughs> liked what? You must have really liked what came after that, then. Thanos I actually did kind of like that. I did, I, 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 I'll be honest, I love... That was... Okay, Logan was bold, and then having Infinity War end with the, the snap of the fingers. That was bold. That was like... This is Disney doing this, right? Disney owns Marvel. They're not the kind of people to leave you on a somber note like that. They're the kind to kind of show trauma in the very beginning and show the characters revival. They're not just willing to usually go. Did Disney own right. them at that time, though? Yeah. 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 yeah it's, they've owned yeah. them since, uh, I want to say, like, literally after Iron Man came out, pretty much. Or Iron Man 3 came out. It like, yeah. Yeah, it was around that time. Disney has, like, so many big properties. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um,. But just to get back on segue, I do appreciate what you said, though, there. I, I respect that a lot, and I think that that I can relate with that, too, um, with the Huntington's disease, which also takes on, like, dementia and stuff like that, is, like, a part of that disease. And, like, especially later in life when, when people start losing their mental, you know, cognitive abilities. Um, so I get where you're coming from with that, and trust me, like, I know what that feels like. And I felt the same way when I was watching that movie, and I was like... I know this is about Batman. I just wanted to, yeah, this is a good topic. Yeah. But like, but, like, when you watch somebody deteriorate like that, you know, firsthand, it, 
doesn't make it funny. It makes it not funny anymore. So I kind of comedy is subjective, right? And so I get yeah. that. Like, I mean, crazy old man circling around. That's probably the first thing that popped into people's head. They didn't think it was like anything like that, like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe and they don't have family members they've dealt with that. So maybe to them, yeah. it's not something to take seriously. Because well, I get that too. I, I feel humor should be it's hard. Like you're saying, humor is so subjective, so I try not to, like, stifle it. But it, it, it's difficult. It's it's hard to kind of gauge what is funny versus what's not. It, it depends on the person. For sure. True. For sure. I mean, it also depends on uh, the director's intent on what. So, like, if there is a tense moment, but at the same time, there is audio to indicate that it's more of a funny lighthearted tense moment where you can laugh at it then the audio will do that and you know audio in and of itself is like like at least 80 percent of the movie to think like all the uh, all the emotional responses all the things like the battle scenes and stuff in movies like or the really triumphant heroic scenes like if you take out the audio piece of that and just watch the scene itself it, it it doesn't elicit the same reaction as it would if you had the audio behind it. It's true. Audio direction and visual direction <coughs> being harmoni- you know, harmonious is absolutely essential. And, you know, everything from that to, to cut direction scenes. Um, so, yeah, I get that's Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Um, but uh, moving forward with uh, Batman, just because I want to stay on topic here, um, though that was very valuable. Uh, yes, sir. Gentlemen, what... what what was your just like? How do, let's just get right into the fun, like the most fun aspect of the man, the action. Like that shit was kick ass, bro. That shit was that shit was hard. Like you felt every blow that Batman fucking like smacked into somebody. I, that was I was on the edge of my seat. That and I loved like that. You know, in a lot of years we haven't gotten like a lot of live action Batman action. If that makes sense. Like I feel like Dark Knight was okay with that, but like I still felt like he didn't get enough. And with this, like, you get three hours of just Batman kicking ass in real life. Like, it was just the coolest shit. So, you know, uh, let's say you gentlemen. It was. It was cool, I will say. But at the same time, I wish there was more. Like, I wish the... I wish the... um, I wish the uh, choreography was more theatrical and more, like... You know, they definitely did a more grounding... Um, a more grounding choreography when it comes to the dance like the the fighting it's definitely more grounded in reality but Batman in and of itself is known to be able to do crazy things when it comes to fighting and like he's styled in many different styles of you know kung fu and whatever because he was trained by uh, Raj Al Ghul right so he should be able to do way more than what I thought um, uh, Robert Patterson's Batman could do in that. Or at least that was my uh, takeaway from it. I don't know about you guys. I guess I guess it's more of an unpopular. That's uh, the floor is yours, Eli. <laughs> I, you know, you it's go? interesting. <laughs> What's that? How are you gonna follow that up, huh? I'm going to add to what you said. Um, I'm going to say that you're wrong, and I didn't listen to anything you said. No, I'm getting... Um, here's the thing. I, I, 
it did leave me wanting more in some instances. Like, uh, okay, to be honest, I did donate the day of, so I was a bit tired near the end. I was a bit like, I kind of want to go home. Appreciating the film, but other circumstances, I'm tired. Um, but in some ways, yeah, the movie did kind of want me, like, leave me wanting more. Um... Oh, man, I guess... You know, okay, okay, you know what? I, I'll just kind of go into a mental note I had watching the film. I still don't know how to digest the Riddler. He's interesting, and I think the actor did a great job. But something about the way the Riddler spoke, I just, you know, I, I never really quite connected with the Riddler. I saw a lot of Dark Knight Shades, like how they would, they would submit these videos of people being killed or tortured, and the Joker would do that. Um, I thought the Dark Knight did better on that than the Riddler. I also, when he finally meets the Riddler, and they they were like speaking, everything he said was so drawn out. Like he was so upset when the, when things weren't going well. He's like, no, <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen this way. Like it, it everything was so <laughs> drawn out, and I just. Oh my God! Please stop it. Just speak, speak quicker, please. Um, I have to. I mean, I was on that because I feel like <laughs> I just I thought it was like sure it was kind of funny to, depending on who you are, right? Like it's like just yeah. like we talked about with the other movie, right? So it's like so like it was kind of funny, but at the same time it was also kind of scary that he was like the way he was kind of moaning about it, like he was just so zoned in to that. And it was yeah, just it, was, like, it was very. I, I just want to stress, I didn't yeah. find him funny. I found him oh, okay. frustrating. That's what I meant. Like, because there was that eerie element. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just he, think like, it's a thing with community. I would. <laughs> I didn't care that he killed people. I cared that he spoke funny. <laughs> Summary of Batman in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else, everybody else watching that probably was like, "Oh, that's, that's weird. Why is this guy like moaning like that?" Eli's just like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah. Like, stop yeah, Mr. it. Start Mr. doing sign language. God man, Mr. Playlist God man is like, me tired. Me watch Batman. <laughs> me watch Batman. You yell me no like. <laughs> you make you stop. My, my eternal dialogue throughout the day just summed the up in four sentences. He's got the flip stick. He throws it at the screen. <laughs> and I go to flip it. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Um. I like that he plotted. Head as he's <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Why was he singing and moaning? God! Why? <laughs> it's so weird. His plan was yeah, really thought out. Like, very yeah, well done. It from the very oh, but plan. you know what? I, I did think it was a good play on social commentary. How, like, not only did he appeal to people on the internet, but they joined in near the end. Right. I was like, ooh, shit. Yeah, he's like... Th they took a... I like the modern approach they took with him, right? Because Jim Carrey was like the cartoon version of him, like the the comic version of him back in the day, which he did a great job for for that version of the character. That shit is so entertaining. To Jim Carrey, day. Jim Carrey's like his 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 Riddler has a special place in my heart. Yeah, for sure, because it's funny as fuck. But like, but <laughs> you know, this one is more like grounded in reality, right? Just like a lot, like just like the Nolan trilogy is more grounded in reality. Although I found I found the Nolan trilogy to be more fictional than this one believe it or not well, yeah. I felt, I f as reality yeah. would be I f like this was extremely gritty more so than even reality right but 
That's, yeah. It made it dystopian, but I like that. I thought that was fun. I was like, I it's, wouldn't say dystopian. I mean, shit. It's definitely look dystopian, what, bro. Like that. Look, what, the, look like, what's happening right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's fair. Well, good thing I don't go to those cities anymore. So anyway, <laughs> um, you know, but it's, yeah, just basically more or less. I just, you know, it's, um, so, okay. So, so basically the verdict is I thought the action was fucking awesome. Brandon thought, uh, rectangles fit into the circle and, uh, um, what I said, you know, and Eli said, I'm going to flip this stick so hard that it's going to change my gender. And, you know, I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I respect it. His gender has already changed. Can't you tell? Yeah, I looked now. downstairs and I forgot I left some food down there. Um, <laughs> but another point I wanted to make too was that um, uh, I wanted to ask you guys about like, how did you feel about the plot revolving around, um, you know, the reporter getting snuffed and, you know, just Robert Patterson bouncing back and forth between Falcone and uh, Alfred, figuring out the truth of you know, his father's criminal past, if you will. I don't know. I think I love the approach. I thought it was like, like what, like what did we like? I'm confused. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Um, just did you enjoy kind of the, what's that? Like how'd we interpret it or, um, yeah, I guess it is sort of a broad question. I, I guess, um, how do you feel about on one hand, you're learning that, um, in Falcon's words, uh, Bruce Wayne's father is not a Boy Scout, and you're thinking, oh, he's kind of, uh, it's a little shady. Like, you know, you're finding out all this dirty laundry about the Waynes. Then he goes to this mafioso boss and finds, you know, confirms it. But then talks to Alfred and just sort of sees that maybe it's not as dark as it seems. It's the same idea, but it's, it's turned around. Um, how did you feel about that journey of figuring out the dirty laundry of the Waynes from the Riddler from Falcon, and then from um, from Alfred. So I will say, oh, you want to go first? I mean, you could go first. No, go. No, you're you're talking now. Sound very petty, my man. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're already speaking. Yeah, since you're already talking. <laughs> get, All right, Brandon. If you say so, keep moving. I'll go ahead then. <laughs> I'll go I hope ahead, the viewers Brandon. have no idea what that means. <laughs> they will. They will. Anyway. Good. Stay tuned. Good. Um, <laughs> Ew. Shut the fuck up. All right. So, uh, basically, I really appreciated that. And, like, it really showed the duality between Batman and Bruce Wayne as people. Because they really are two different people, right? And remember, it took Batman. I remember, the, take the club for an example. Is this, like, constant, this club, right? Three times, I think he goes to this club and knocks on the door. The fucking twin guys are there. <laughs> First time, he's like, let me in. <laughs> and then they're like, what the fuck? And then they kick, he kicks their ass. <laughs> and then the next time, he, he shows up as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and he's like, I'm here to see Falcone. And then they're like, oh, look, it's Bruce Wayne. And he's like, he sounds like really shaking, which he was at the time. And then like he goes and does his thing. Then he comes back and he's like, like <laughs> and he does a different thing where I think he like is already inside the building and he kicks their ass. <laughs> now to me that was the journey. Just <laughs> not what but, a journey I mean, it was. It really was, but on the emotional standpoint of it, like I definitely felt from personal experience, right? You hear you hear things like for example, you hear things throughout the grapevine of the family, right? 
or what's left of it in my uh, circumstance. And you hear stories and you hear sides of stories, you know what I mean? And so you can't trust, you can't take just one story or viewpoint as, as like the truth because there's multiple parties involved, you know what I mean? And so when you don't have people filling those gaps, people can change their narrative if they decide to. Um, to save themselves embarrassment, shame, whatever it may be, right? So that's exactly what that was like to me. It's like watching that, I connected with that on a personal level because I was like, wow, this is like when I was digging through my personal family history and uh, finding some dirty laundry that I didn't really expect to see. And a lot of it shook me for a long time and changed my world. And thus kind of led to a series of events of me evolving and getting to a mental position where I'm at now. So that's my viewpoint on that. I think that was perfectly well executed. The fact that it resonated with me tells me that it was well done. And that it was, that it was just from every step of that journey. I sure do love listening to the Gorilla Squadcast. Alfred, play the next episode. Where's Harvey Dent? I don't know. Alfred, play the, play the next episode of the Gorilla Squadcast. What do you mean? Oh, they're releasing. Oh, okay, so they're talking about the new movie, yeah. Oh, so they're talking about the new movie in two parts? Oh, okay. Well, let me know when it comes out, Alfred. I really like that shit. <laughs>